There's a new bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with the episode. And Eli, guess what? What's up? We survived Black Friday. Yeah, I didn't even go anywhere. You didn't go anywhere? You didn't want to fight anybody or punch anybody in Walmart? <laughs> Not really. There wasn't anything uh-huh. I wanted. Okay, I didn't know. thought you were going to take a cell phone with you, uh, <laughs> stream a fight, scream world star in the background. Star. <laughs> right. I did end up going to Target one night and... On, on Friday, but there was like nothing, nothing I wanted. I was like going through, checking out deals. And I was think I was hoping to like score Infinity War for cheap, but yeah. it wasn't that cheap. They only like knocked like five bucks off it. I'm like, shit, it's going to be on Netflix next month. I'll just wait. You just wait to the end, you know. <laughs> okay, can I ask a serious question? Not just you, Eli, but to everybody. Nah. Why is Black Friday still a thing? Yeah. We There's live more deals, the, yeah. We live in the internet age now. And I'm not just saying you gotta buy everything on Amazon or buy everything online. You can buy the stuff from these site, from these places. Walmart has a website. Target has a website. Best Buy has a website. You can literally just buy it from there and pick it yeah. up at your leisure instead of just fighting over everybody. Yeah, no shit. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's still, they still have the mentality where everybody's still fighting and punching everybody and and scrapping over TV and stuff like that. When you can literally just click a button in your drawers and pick it up whenever you want to or have it delivered if you want to. So, I don't know. Is this why Trump is still president? Yeah, and like I already got <laughs> I already got TV. I got a couple TVs. I don't need another TV. I need another. I actually do I need another TV. But the thing is, I want my TV to die so I can get an excuse to get a TV because it's hard for me to justify buying a TV when my TV still works because I want a 4K TV. Yeah. Even I don't need one, but I just want one. And I'm yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, feel who need. needs shit? You know, electronic. <laughs> you don't need this shit. Not that bad to, yeah, to beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> right. Over this, and it ain't even free. That's the thing. You're beat. You're getting into a fight, and it's and you still gotta buy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they don't care who wins the fight, just as long as you pay for it at the end. You know. Yeah. You're not breaking the shit. You know. Right. <laughs> in the middle of the fight. Exactly. Uh, another announcement to make for everybody hadn't been paying attention. Uh, Eli, are you health conscious or like to eat healthy? I try to, yes. Okay, I try to also, depending on the week or the day of the time, I try to. Well, I just want to make everybody know that there is an announcement out right now. Uh, if you have romaine lettuce in your house right now, your apartment or your refrigerator, uh, the CDC, I can't remember the name of it, but it's pretty bad. They said throw that shit out. Yeah, I had to. I actually had some, and I did. <laughs> yeah, because it's killing people right now, you know. Yeah. So, Eli, everything out here can kill you. No shit, yeah. I mean, I saw they have this, like, documentary on Netflix 
where they pretty much said everything could kill you. Meat could kill you. Bread could kill you. Sugar could kill you. Uh, soft drinks can kill you. I'm like, what? Rice. Like, what the <laughs> fuck can I eat? Okay, so eat healthy. Eat lettuce. No, that can kill you too. Fuck it, just eat the bad shit they don't want you to eat then. I mean, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> lettuce is going to kill me. McDonald's is going to kill me. McDonald's is tastier. So I'm just going to eat McDonald's. Fuck it. And, ch- and cheaper. And cheaper, right. It's lettuce and it'll kill you and it's so expensive. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, now, like I said, I hate to go on a down episode, but I have to talk about some really serious stuff that's going on right now. Uh, this is Honestly, I think it just pertains to Mississippi, but it's very, very important. So anybody from Mississippi, listen to this podcast. I need you to listen up. Now, Eli, let me ask you this. Uh, you voted in the election a couple weeks ago, anything like that, right? Yeah. Okay. So you guys are, are settled, right? You don't have, like, another election coming up or anything like that? No, we're, no, we... we, we... It's good. It was okay. pretty unanimous. <laughs> okay, so we we're having some issues in Mississippi right now. Uh, we had a runoff obviously for the for the senator debate uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think it was, it was a tie or it was too close to his side. So we decided to do another runoff. Oh. Now this runoff for the time that people listen to this podcast, the runoff will be today. And I need you guys to go out and vote. And I need you to vote for a very specific candidate because we do not need this other candidate in office. I know a lot of people don't like to get into politics, but this is some serious shit that's going on right now. Yeah. Because there are two, and I don't know how big this uh, has gotten out to the news. I know I've seen on the national news a couple times of basically this other. Here's the thing. The other candidate is extremely racist. Like not even hiding it, like joking about lynching her black opponent. Uh, she took a picture last week uh, in a Confederate hat. Oh, uh, that chick. Oh, that yeah. Chick. So that's down, down by you, huh? That's <laughs> yes, down the street from me. <laughs> Super racist. Has a Confederate flag. They found out she's getting money from the KKK from everybody. Uh, she, it's getting so bad that anybody, like people, are getting money like Walmart and stuff like that. They realized that once. The news got out about, you know, her agenda. You know, they took the money back. They're like, no, we don't want to be associated with all of it. But see, here's the thing. In Mississippi, when she started saying all that dumb shit, her approval rating went up in the state. Oh, really? That's how fucked up things are around here. That's why I'm trying to make sure. And I know uh, I'm not going to get into it. I heard some other podcasters that may be associated with outright geekery said voting doesn't matter and things like that. Voting does matter, especially when, and I have to make an agenda on that, me personally, because like I said, as a black man, my grandfather wasn't allowed to vote. Not my great-grandfather, not my ancestors, my grandfather. That's how close this stuff was. So it's, for me, a civic duty, obligation, responsibility for me to go out and voice my, my opinion as a vote. And this is like the electoral, you know, where your vote really doesn't matter, where you're voting somebody else votes anyway. Your vote will still count in the situation. And plus, we have to mobilize, do everything we can to make sure that whoever the hell this chick is doesn't put her agenda in. Because the, when she gets in there, there's a lot of people that have the same agenda she has, and this is going to be even stronger. Phil Bryant, and I'm going, I'm, I'm sorry to put all this Mississippi business out, but I got to Phil Bryant, who was the nephew of the lady that that uh, got Emmett Till killed, oh, is our governor. Oh Jesus! Yes. So the last thing we need is for him to have even more power and more sway in the government because he already is in Trump's back pocket. I'm sorry, I got to go there, but that's just how it is. They, they have all kind of reforms and things to kind of go to. They're cutting funding in certain areas, putting more funding in the areas they want to go to. It's really screwed up. And the last thing we need to do is get even more screwed up. 
And now I'm going to be fair. Mike Espy is who she ran against. I don't like that guy either. He has some issues like back in the 90s and stuff like that. But hell, at least he's not walking around with a Confederate flag. Yeah, and in the end, what people misunderstand is we vote for where money goes. That's essentially all we're doing. And these politicians are in charge of of placing where the money goes. So they're going to say what they want to say because they want the job. Yeah, they're full of shit. They lie. They bullshit their way through the campaigns because they want the job. They want your vote. But all you're doing is voting for where our tax dollars are, are being spent. That's what we're doing. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, yeah, people get all like act like it's like if the voting is going to change the system. No, that the voting is the system. That's the system we have. Exactly. And we're, we're choosing what we want to spend our money on. And, and here's the thing about it. These votes where you're voting for like local and you're voting for the Senate and you're voting for these are the people that speak directly to us. These votes are more important than the presidential vote, uh, campaigns. Yeah. Because yeah. these actually affect what we do more than what the presidents do. So. Yeah. I mean, Congress, those House, they, they affect what the president does. Exactly. They, the president they, can't they, do they anything without the right. They can't do anything. Yeah. It's a balance of power, checks and balances. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, can we get back to the comic books? Sure. I'm sorry. I, ha- I had to get that out there. That's actually been weighing on my brain the entire three weeks. I'm like, oh, man, this is because I hate to say it, but the way it's going, she very well may win. Just by saying the stuff she's saying and walking around with Confederate flag. Remember, the Confederate flag is on the Mississippi flag, <laughs> hanging over in Jackson Capitol, which is down the street from where I stay. I see it every day going to work. Okay, back back to comics. <laughs> okay, so uh, Eli, let's talk about the box office numbers. The box office numbers are starting to heat up, even though for November. Last November was pretty exciting, you know, with Ragnarok and Justice League bombing, but at least it was exciting to talk about, you know. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now we got new numbers. So, Eli, give it to me. What's the number one at the box office? Uh, I, You know what? I don't even know. I Was it Creed? <laughs> it was not Creed. <laughs> it was not Creed. <laughs> but it was a good guess, but it was not Creed. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the and I I wouldn't I wouldn't got this guess either. The number one. Oh damn! I looked at it still to pay attention. The number one was Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, that's out. That's right. That's, that's out. out. Yeah, yeah. It's been getting rave reviews, stuff like that. People are loving the movie. Uh, have you seen the first one? Oh yeah, my daughter loves the first one. Oh really? Yeah. Wreck it, Ralph. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she loved that shit. I just like because they had so many other video game characters popping yeah, up right it, now and then. Yeah, it was it was it was very cool. Uh, uh, a lot a lot of cool Easter eggs in that movie. Yeah, you know, and you remember this was before, right around when the Avengers came out, before geek shit got huge, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a little little bit of a novelty to see all those Easter eggs in a, in a People movie. People saying it's like the greatest video game <clears throat> movie ever made, even though it's not really based on a video game. But you know, they always throw in stuff out there. So yeah. Uh, number two, number two is Creed two. Okay, still going strong. Uh, Eli, have you been interested in seeing Creed two? I do really want to see it. I love okay. the first one. Love the first one. Here's the thing: I have no interest in seeing the second one. Really, you don't want to see uh, Drag- Drago Junior? Not really, because I, hmm. I really see like why is he fighting Drago Junior? I mean, I mean, I, I get it. You know, Drago Senior killed his father, but Drago Junior didn't have shit to do with that. But you know. I don't know. I don't really see. Maybe he that. was talking shit. I don't know. <laughs> and, and he probably was. I just feel like it's it's manufactured. I don't see it's like a real. 
conflict between this guy and that guy, even though the beef between their fathers. I don't know. Maybe it's like, I guess maybe there's some beef to that. I, mean, I don't know. It's just not interesting. me. Maybe it is an awesome movie. I'm just like, yeah. Do we really need that? I, I felt like everything that needed to be said about Creed was said in the first one. So, I guess, but, you know, I don't know. I still want to see it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Probably an awesome movie. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, number three, we have Dr. Seuss, The Grinch. Made another one of these? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Live action or whatever? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Or no, it's an animated. Right. Another animated. You, you got to put quotations up nowadays yeah. when you say live action. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah. Uh, number four, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of whatever, Johnny Depp. I don't know. Uh, Harry Potter shit. Yeah. This is not the Harry Potter bullies. I keep telling you guys that. <laughs> So, uh, number five, Bohemian Rhapsody, still hanging in there. Uh, we have number six, Instant Family. Uh, number seven, we have Robin Hood. Number eight, we have Widows. Uh, number nine, Green Book, which they pretty much say is Oscar buzz, you know, Oscar okay. season, whatever. And yeah. number 10, A Star is Born, Liddy Gaga. Still putting up numbers. So, right on. Yeah, so you already know what I want to talk about, Eli. Lion King? Hell no. I mean, well, <laughs> hell yeah, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we will get there. What I want to talk about is Venom because I'm getting even more pissed than what I was before. Oh, yeah. Okay. I keep talking about Venom because I it keeps, I keep, like, what the hell? What's wrong with you people? Okay. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be on DVD like next week. They're still going out and seeing it. And it's still going. Okay, let's look at these numbers right now. So we got Venom. I'm going to click at Venom. I mean, for this week was number 15, so it was kind of slowing down domestically. But however, worldwide right now, Venom is at 822 million. That that that's a lot. It it, it passed Wonder Woman, which the <laughs> media sites love to announce that. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm gonna take a look and see right now as far as comic book movie. Where is it ranked? Remove. Uh, well, okay, it's in the mix somewhere, like the comic book adaptation. You know what I want to do? I'm going to name every MCU movie that Venom has passed already. I'm going to pull these numbers up. Because this shit is shocking. Like I said, I'm actually... You know what? Somebody actually gave us a shout-out last week, Eli. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. Ryan, I have to apologize because I did use your site to troll people. <laughs> but you can't get mad because you know I've done this shit before. <laughs> and I bring you traffic, so you can't get too mad at me. Because I saw somebody like... You saw the... It's posts all over the place now about how... Uh, Venom beat Wonder Woman at the box office. And the post before that was about Venom beat Justice League at the box office. So they're always throwing shade at DC. And somebody say, okay, the media obviously has an agenda. And they're already pushing a narrative that they're trying to say, oh, DC sucks because Venom's doing this. But we, you know, I, I wrote the article about how Venom passed Winter Soldier. And that article got traction. And people were like, wait, what the fuck? That's when people started to realize what the hell was going on. You know, and somebody even brought up some. Wait a minute, why do they keep bringing up Wonder Woman when I saw some site the other day saying that uh, Infinity War, I mean, Venom beat Captain America Winter Soldier, and nobody brought that up? And they're like, oh, that's outright geekery. That's not a real site. <laughs> but hey, they remembered us. That's all that matters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eli, uh, not Eli, well, yeah, you, but uh, Goma, we're famous. There you go. <laughs> famous for not being. Famous? Or? Basically. <laughs> okay. The fuck do they know? Right. <laughs> at least they remember this. That's the main thing. So let's look at this. I'm going to name... Ah, not that. Even though I should. 
Marvel. Oh, I need to get my shit together. I'm fucking up. I'm sorry, listen. I could have softened turned to uh, this Thor Dark time. World. Did it beat Thor Dark World? Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I got. I got the movies. I got the movies. Worldwide adjusted inflation. Okay, let's start. Oh, this is gonna get ugly. Okay, Incredible Hulk, Captain America: The First Avenger, The First Thor, Ant Man, Iron Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, Iron Man Two, Thor: The Dark World, like you're saying, Doctor Strange. Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. No shit. Yeah. So <laughs> next week is probably it's right on the heels of Thor Ragnarok. So it's probably gonna catch Thor Ragnarok and may even catch Guardians of the Galaxy next week. Because they're really close together. So yeah. It's probably when it's all said and done, next week it should probably be the top ten highest grossing Marvel movie of all time. <laughs> without Spider-Man. That's why this shit is so stupid, right? I, I, I don't get it, Eli. I feel like throwing this fucking computer across the room just for like, even announcing this shit. Like I said, remember in Civil War, I was watching Civil War in the theater, and nobody clapped for fucking Spider-Man, but they opened the van, and Ant-Man was in the back. The theater started fucking clapping. I was like, what the hell? It happened in the same theater I was in. But beyond which I did feel like Ant-Man stole the show. I hated the fucking Ant-Man movie, but I feel like in that movie, he stole the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll give it to Ant-Man on there. So, yeah, that's what I have about Venom. And the, it's going to just keep climbing. And the more I keep climbing, the more I'm going to rage on every every podcast. I'm going to get louder and angry and rant more. So let's just drink some water. Yeah. And the thing is, is we gave it we gave it an all right review. The, the movie's not that bad. The movie's but not it, that bad. It doesn't yeah. suck. I give you that. It, it's just not that good. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so there's no reason for us to put up these numbers. Now here's the thing. This this is my this is what I think is going on. Because I'm looking at the numbers and it's tracking way higher in China. It, first off, it outgrossed uh China it made more money opening weekend in China than it did here. So China is eating this movie up. We talked about this last year. They actually not last week, they actually, you know, made some scenes in China, so that's probably has something to do with it also. But either way it's a hit in China. And nowadays if it's a hit in China, it's a hit, period. Maybe they recasted the movie or something in China. Right. Jackie Don, Chan as Venom. Donnie Yen as Venom, you know. Yeah. Hell, I'll see that. Yeah. Yeah, that I would too. Yeah. It might have been a better movie. It might have. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, so, At yeah, least the China cut. <laughs> We're going to start that hashtag. <laughs> Outright geekery. Okay, so yeah, like I said, we can go on and talk about some other shit that's happening right now. And it seemed like the nothing really happened this week except for like one thing that seemed to be big, and that was the Lion King remake. Yeah, uh, and I, the, I didn't even watch the trailer. You, you don't need to. You've already seen it. I, well, I've seen the movie. So <laughs> yeah, you've seen the movie, yeah. so you've seen the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but let's put quotation quotations live action. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole thing is CGI. There's not a real person yeah. on there anywhere. Uh, Eli, the I'm, tra- I'm sure they, that's not a real lion that's talking and shit. Right. It's not a real lion talking and stuff like that. Now, Eli, here's the thing. The trailer of this one, since you haven't seen it, is a shot for shot remake of the first trailer in 1994 whenever it came out. Okay. Like beat for beat. And like I said, this thing has been trending. This thing has been going crazy. I've seen people saying like, "Oh, mark your calendar! I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna watch it five times. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I'm not even gonna bring my kids. I'm just gonna see it by myself." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. why would you go see a cartoon without your kids? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Maybe they were exaggerating like that. But I guess I'm the only person in the world. I feel like Roddy Roddy Piper and they live. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I'm the only person that's not you know uh, blindsided by this. I'm just like, okay. I mean, you're yeah. just doing the same movie over again, except it looks more realistic. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I haven't seen any of these new Disney live action movies. Me neither. But you know what, though, Eli? Every one yeah. of them damn near made a billion. Or that's more. what I hear. Cinderella and, 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 and the Jungle Book and yep. fucking, all that shit. I haven't Ma- seen Ma- it. Maleficent. Am I saying that yeah, right? Oh, I did see that one. That one sucked because she didn't turn into a dragon at the end. I was really pissed. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, but yeah, I, beast, I, all these movies. Didn't, didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't. And that's the thing is, well, I'm showing my. I wasn't a. I wasn't a huge Disney fan, even as a kid. I, I always got dragged to go see Disney fucking cartoons, and I didn't, wasn't into them. But here's the thing, Eli. I haven't seen any of them either. Yeah. Like none of them. Like uh, all the movies just ain't like Beauty and the Beast and what was Ma- Maleficent in. What was she? Oh, in? Sleep, Sleeping Dal- Beauty. Uh, Hundred One Thousand Dalmatians. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping, One of them. Okay. Beauty. Yeah. Some of the shit. Uh, Snow White. Snow White, uh, Robin Hood, Little Mermaid. I've never seen any of these movies. The Lion yeah, King was the only movie I've seen. Snow White, fuck Snow White. I wanted to go see Jaws 3D, but they oh. took me. I got dragged to see Snow White instead. So that, that's how my day went. <laughs> so the movie, just watching her <laughs> ran around with like seven swimming dwarves. She's like, yeah. the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. the original adaptation is way darker than what we think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right here. Yeah, uh, all of the matter of fact, all these uh, Disney adaptations, like really, they're like Little Mermaid was like really fucked up the ending. Yeah, and I had never seen that. I never even seen the original Little Mermaid. <laughs> I I had a lady friend at the time that was like really obsessed with Disney movies, and she I bought her uh, Little Mermaid, and I sat there and watched it with it. I was like, this movie fucking sucks, <laughs> but she liked it, so whatever. <laughs> but then I actually yeah. read the book, and I'm like, wait, the book is way cooler. Yeah. Well, I was an adult by the time Little Mermaid came out, well, maybe or, or like older, so I didn't have to see. I wasn't a kid anymore, yep. you know. But I did see the, the original. I took my niece to see the original Lion King, and I, I had no problem with it, you know. I did think that was fucked. I thought that the uncle was an asshole. I thought this is some fucked up shit to be showing kids. Oh yeah, the theater <laughs> I was in. I think I saw Lion King twice because I, I I really love Lion King. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I went to the movies and saw it twice. I think both times that middle scene. You guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody in the theater was crying both times. That's <laughs> some twisted shit. It was because yeah. twi- it's a Disney movie. You don't expect that shit to happen. I'm but then, when you think about just... it, it's always that, that shit's always happening in Disney movies. Kids are always losing their fucking parents in Disney. That is <laughs> Bambi, true. Bambi. Like I saw Bambi. Right. My dad's a hunter. He's a he's a bow hunter. He would you know hunt. Uh, deer with bows and we eat it we would eat these things you know we 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 ate a lot of venison um he took me to see bambi who gets shot somebody gets shot in that movie one of the deers gets shot and my dad said "Ooh, good shot <laughs> <laughs> your dad had a twisted sense of humor so. <laughs> yeah i was like oh, okay well yeah i mean I, I i had no emotional ties to bambi or so when all that shit started happening and you know that made everybody cry i didn't give a shit Plus, it was a ba- it was a Disney movie, and I didn't like them anyways. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, I can't. It, like I said, musicals, I, I, they're always singing songs and shit. I couldn't stand that. <laughs> some of the, and that's the thing about the Disney movie. Like some of the songs are hit or miss. 
you know, I think I saw Aladdin, I like some of the songs. Yeah, A Whole New World. You know, I love this song. Uh, but then some of these songs, I'm like, this shit is boring, man. I don't want to sit here and listen. But Lion King has some awesome songs in it. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. But, but, um, everybody remembers that one. Whatever. Was that from the Lion King? Yes. They they wrote that for, oh, I thought that was just. <laughs> that was yes. just <laughs> I yeah. thought that was just the sound of Africa. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was from Lion King, right? And Phil Collins. I was like, man, Phil Collins is killing the soundtrack. You know. <laughs> Funny thing, I always thought Phil Collins was black growing up. Oh, really? Yeah, because the thing was, he always used to get play, he used to always get played on the R and B stations growing up, like the air of the night. Okay, so I'm hearing okay. air of the night on the R and B stations all the time growing up, and on Miami Vice, like that. Okay, I'm just okay. That's a black guy singing it. He obviously, obviously, he looks like Luther Vandross. He has to. <laughs> Big three hundred pounds, Jerry Curl, you know. So when I finally got MTV and saw the video, it fucked me up. <laughs> this this British dude, <laughs> like, okay. Hey, never judge a book by its cover. But what are we talking? Playing about? the drums too. Play the drums. Playing the drums too. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to some Phil Collins after this. <laughs> that, that's the outro song, man. In the air tonight. <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> I'm playing a Phil Collins song. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? So yeah, that's the thing about Lion King. It's a shop shot reading, but I think making it too realistic, it felt like a disconnect for me. If okay. that makes any sense. Because like I said, Lion King is a cartoon and the cartoon was more expression ex- expressive. But making it realistic, it felt like it was taking that it was crossing that uncanny valley, I guess. And plus I don't know if they can emote the same way a cartoon can. Like I said, it was such a small snippet, you can't really tell. And I'm going to see the movie anyway. I mean, it's Lion King, so I'm going to see the movie. But I'm not just like, mark my calendar. I'm taking off for work. I'm, I'm not like that. I'm just going to I'm gonna see it, you know, because I'm curious about what it's going to be. And plus, this is the only Disney movie of these remakes they made that actually have a frame of reference. Because I've never seen the original Jungle Book, you know, cartoon. That live action one that came out with Jon Favreau, that was the first experience I ever had with Jungle Book. Oh, I'm glad you said that, Eli, even though you haven't been talking. But <laughs> next month, uh, that remember that uh, the Warner Brothers version of Jungle Book? Oh, the one that uh, Smeagol directed or yeah, whatever? Yeah, Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so apparently they said the movie sucks so bad that they're going to stick it on Netflix. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like I was gonna say. Yeah, should we review it? I mean, uh, com- commentary. Com- com- <laughs> Here's the thing. Hey, I want to thank you guys out there because our Punisher commentary did better numbers than our actual podcast last week. <laughs> so obviously, you'd rather hear us just talk shit over a shitty movie <laughs> than actually give us, you know, nerd news. So yeah, we're, it, and we're gonna keep going. But if you want to do, have us do another uh, commentary, leave us a comment. We'll think about it. Which movie? Yeah, let, let yeah. us know which movie. <laughs> Nothing fucked up like Steel Magnolias and no shit like that. Give us something good, you know. <laughs> Oh uh, shit! Where are we going from this? One? Okay, yeah, uh, that's Lion King. Let's talk about some DC news. Okay, like I said, uh, we talked about Aquaman trailer last week. It finally dropped the final trailer. The movie has been wrapped. Eli, it's right around the corner. Yeah, probably about two or three podcast episodes from now, we will be reviewing Aquaman. Yeah, and some of us can might see it for free, or I mean, for uh, early. Yeah. I live in Mississippi, so I'm, uh, that doesn't include me. <laughs> we have one theater in the whole state, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so like I said, we get a chance, and now uh, they've actually been some early reactions on Twitter and social media, stuff like that, and people are, are raving about Aquaman. 
like just going crazy, but not like not like it was with with BBS. Like, yeah, it's a good movie. Or, or Man of Steel, it's a good movie. No, they're they're raving about the movie right now. They're saying like James Wan should have been charged in the DC universe a long time ago. Blah 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 and stuff like that. And you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Either way, I mean, look, they have my money. I'm gonna see the movie anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm a fanboy. I'm a, I'm a self admitted fanboy. You know. So everybody else is going crazy. They're like, well, DC has to go a long way to earn my money. And I can't trust DC anymore. I feel like a battered wife in this relationship uh, with them. You know, uh, Leave your negative ass at home. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just a movie. A lot of us already made our minds whether or not we're going to see it or not. And we're probably going to get some kind of entertainment. Even if it's bad, we're going to get entertainment out of shit over it. On it. And you know they're, it. Full of, they're full of shit anyways. They're going to go see it. They're going to go see it anyway, two or three times. Just to bitch about it. Just to bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. That's uh, Aquaman. But since we're on DC, I guess we can keep talking about DC because now that, um, what's that movie? Birds of Prey has announced their release date. It's going to be in 2020. Don't know the exact date of it. They released 2020. They're probably going to start shooting sometime in 2019. I think they already have a schedule. And they've announced the actual name of the movie. I don't oh, have yeah. it in front of me right there, and I can't remember, so I'm going to try to do my best, but I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> uh, and the movie is called Birds of Prey. Now, people keep getting this. The movie is called Birds of Prey. They keep leaving that part out. It's Birds of Prey, like, colon, the Emancipation Proclamation of Harley Quinn Day. I don't know. Some long-ass bullshit that I don't know in, about. In, defa- in, de- in defense of the fan... In defense... Of the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what? That's smart. We're not going to remember any of that bullshit that just said. However, when you go to the theater, you're going to say, give me two tickets to the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. That's all you have. You have Harley Quinn in the title. That sells the movie. Birds of Prey doesn't sell the movie. Birds of Prey is too confusing. So, but now nobody, you, nobody, nobody knows about who any of the mother chicks are. Exactly, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Like Huntress, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Unless you see Arrow, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no one cares. Is right. Catwoman? Is Catwoman in it? I don't think so. Yeah. See, who, who, who the fuck cares then? Who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They could have put Catwoman on it, like, and, and she's in the comic. She's part yeah. of the comic. Completely who, left her yeah. out for no fucking reason. So, yeah, so they put Harley Quinn on the name of the marquee, but Birds of Prey is still on there. So you're selling the movie because Birds of Prey is not going to sell the movie. They can do that. But here's the thing I have to ask. Since Margot, I mean, people are confused, like, okay, is Margot Robbie reprising the role? Is this set in the DCEU? Nobody knows. Nobody knows whether this is set in the DCEU. Is, uh, what's his face, Joker guy? Oh, is he coming back? Jared Leto. Jared Leto, right. Jared Leto. Is he coming back? Is the movie going to make references to Suicide Squad? Are they going to pretend like Suicide Squad even existed? Uh, is he still? Is Joker still going to look like Lil Wayne? We don't know. It's just weird shit going on right now. And I'm even hearing that they're doing a Jared Leto Joker movie. That's what they, yeah. A they're solo making, Joker yeah, movie. They're making a thousand Joker movies. <laughs> like, why are they making so many Joker movies? It's like every time DC does something right, they didn't do something like really stupid. You're like, why? <laughs> Yeah. That shit makes sense. So, yeah, they're doing that. Um, 
Harley Quinn, and, and I think what they're doing with this Birds of Prey movie, I don't think it's going to be like a team-up movie. I think it's going to be like an anthology movie, like uh, like like Sin City. Okay. I think that's how they're doing it. Let's see. Um, like, it's got, oh yeah, it says Jared Leto is supposedly being in it. It's Harley's getting over the breakup. Then it's going to have Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya. The, for those that don't know, the question. <laughs> Okay. Fun fact: Renee Montoya and Harley Quinn were both originated from the uh, the TV show, so that's a cool thing. They're both in there. Uh, I do like how the fanboys bitched about Black Canary because Black Canary is actually black <laughs> in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so of course you got people with the SJWs. Like, oh. calm down, man. Or 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 or, or the, the the ultra. You know, uber liberals can be like, "What the fuck is this? Like the Power Rangers?" <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see the Power Ranger movie? Not the new one, no. The new one, it did have an agenda. It was funny because they did have it. You know, like the old Power Rangers was simple: black dude, Asian chick, girl. You know, yeah. so and then that was all color coordinated. So you know, okay, yeah. the black guys in the black suit. Asian chick in the yellow suit, which I thought was really super racist. No, <laughs> but but you knew who it, the pink one and the girl. But now yeah. they have it; it's all fucking confusing. But the way they have it now, and the white the white one was the leader, right? <laughs> so you knew he was like, "Where's the white guy?" Okay, he that's him. So so, but now it's like super confusing now because they don't do black Asian girl now. Now they have okay, they got a gay one. They have a one with special needs. Uh, they I, I forgot there were other ones. It's whatever. So that's the angle they're going now, and they were in the certain colors. Oh, so when just night, okay, you're black, you're Asian, you know, you're Mexican. Do that? No, it wasn't that. They have, you know, and the thing is, you didn't even know the Power Ranger was gay until like the very end when she had this uh talk at the end where my parents and I don't understand because of blah blah blah, and you know that's it. So it actually wasn't that bad. I don't know why the movie flopped so bad. It was pretty much the TV show. All right. I don't know. It was on Amazon Prime. I got bored and watched it. What are we talking about? Uh, DC. Yeah. They keep yeah. fucking up. Okay, so <laughs> hopefully the Emancipation Proclamation of Harley Quinn will be a fantabulous movie. We will see. Uh, now, can I talk about CW? One second, Eli, because you never let me talk about CW. I got Okay, I can finally <laughs> talk about CW here. Okay, so let's get let's get everybody caught up. So, like I said, we I think we're only about two or three weeks away from their their crossover event they had. This crossover event is going to be called Elseworld. I've actually been actively avoiding the stuff that's been going on with it because I kind of won't be surprised with it because last year was Crisis on X Earth or Earth X or whatever, and that was awesome. I, I feel like that's the that's the Justice League movie we should have gotten, you know. So now this is super crazy. You're gonna have Barry Allen as Arrow, Arrow as Flash, and the old '90s Flash is back as Flash, and Superman's in it, choking the shit out of Flash. So I'm like, did they look at Justice League last year? It's like, okay, this is how it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> what not to do? <laughs> right, what not to do? <laughs> okay, but Superman's still choking the shit out of people, and he has the black suit. The black suit they were begging for him in Justice League, he has it on this crossover. <laughs> it's like they're trolling people at this point. But here's what I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Arrow. I hadn't got a chance to talk about Arrow. They had an awesome episode tonight, and they said they ended the arc. But here's the thing. Uh, last season, uh, the show, the episode ended with him going to jail. Now, Eli, we are seven episodes in the in this season, right? 
Mm-hmm. He's been in jail the entire time. Okay. I yeah, the, the whole episode has just been him in jail. While he's in jail, like his team is out doing other stuff, but we're following him in jail. And the thing is, he's in jail with all the supervillains that he caught, you know, through the rest of the season. I mean, through the rest of the series. So he has to, like, navigate through them. They hate him. Sometimes they got to team up with him to fight other supervillains, stuff like that. And it's kind of interesting. But here's the thing. For most people don't know what's going on, that's actually a film adaptation of a movie David Gore tried to make it in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. He tried to make a Green Arrow movie. The Green Arrow movie was called Supermax. What the movie was going to be was that Green Arrow was going to go to jail for a crime he didn't commit. They were going to throw him in jail with all of his enemies in a supervillain prison. And then it was going to be a supervillain riot, a supervillain breakout. And he pretty much had to fight his way through the supervillains while trying not to get killed, while trying not to get captured and break out of jail and all this bullshit. So that was the, the script they've been working on. And it was floating around for years, you know. And but then they eventually canceled it and went for the TV show and that's it. But basically, what they they tried to do is take that script and pretty much, and it's gonna be like the first third of this of season, whatever the fuck they're on right now. So, and I, I was like, it's pretty interesting. But man, I was like, if even though they're on a TV budget right now, I can just imagine what a like a live action version of that show that movie would have been. You know, I, I yeah. thought it would have been pretty 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 awesome. So, cool. Know. Uh. Like I talk about nothing else. I mean, the other CW shit is CW shit. It's going how exactly how you expect it to go. Uh, here's the thing. I want to talk about Marvel real quick because like we really got to talk about Marvel. Now, Eli, I, I know I guarantee an Infinity War trailer this month. <laughs> well, I would imagine yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I said, if you listen to other podcasts, earlier listeners, I guaranteed an Infinity War trailer was going to drop this month. I did it like November first or some bullshit like that. So, it did not drop this week. Well, last week when it came out. Everybody was thinking, hyping speculation, thinking it was going to drop. There is high speculation, Eli, that it might drop this week. Oh, like, yeah? Like maybe Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. That's, what, that's, what, that's the buzz I'm getting right now. So, it's right around I... the corner. Because like I said, I'm never wrong. You listeners, you know that. <laughs> so, let's not let this be the first time. So, hopefully before the end of, I think... The first is Friday or Thursday or something like that. Or Whatever. Saturday? So Saturday, we need to get Marvel release the trailer before Saturday. I think we need to do a, a, a bet. Do I need to? Do I need to bet? Do I need? Do we need some stipulations? Uh, stipulations or something? I tell you what I do. I will tell you what I do. Okay, I'm gonna put my reputation on the line that they are <laughs> dropping this. If they do not drop a trailer by the end of the week. On the Facebook page, I will eat a cheeseburger and film it. Okay. Bam. Do you not eat cheeseburgers? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm not going to eat lettuce. I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> so we will see. Uh, that's all I got with that one. Can we talk about some video game news real quick? Sure. We're going to do some slash video game slash Marvel news. So for anybody that's been playing uh, Spider-Man... On PS4, which is pretty much everybody has a PS4. Uh, I played some DLC lately. I played the DLC that dropped. The uh, first one was the Black Cat one, was called The Heist. The next one was called we, we had to fight Hammerhead called Turf Wars. And actually, continued the the storyline of the re- the regular game. It's actually pretty interesting. Basically, like after you beat everybody and stuff like that, Silver Sable uh, left some of her. Well, she left, but her weapons got 
basically stolen by the Magia. Now, here's the thing. The Magia has been around, like, forever. I've always read about them in the comic books. Like, they've always popped up in Iron Man and Spider-Man comes like that. I never knew how to pronounce the name. Because the thing is, okay, you know how uh, Hydra is the Nazis in the in Marvel Universe, whatever? Yeah. Well, the Magia is the Mafia in the Marvel Universe. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, the Magia, but they're like a supervillain mob. So it's okay. like everybody, like the Dons and the bosses and the made men, they all have superpowers and shit. Okay. But they're all like Italians and shit, so it's like super racist. <laughs> so it's the same thing with that, but I never knew how to pronounce it. Because the thing, when you read a comic book, you don't know how to pronounce this shit. You see Thanos, you think it's Thanos or some shit. So I see the Magia, when they finally pronounce the name, I didn't know if it was the Magia or the Magia. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce it, but now they finally told me it's the Magia. So I'm like, oh, well, that made more sense, you know. So anyway, the story basically is the Magia have stolen Silver Sable weapons. So they stole all these uh, Black Ops weapons, these third-party weapons, and they're just harassing the city and stuff like that. And the first thing, Black Cat pops up out of nowhere. She hadn't been in the game earlier, but she popped up out of nowhere. And she needs Spider-Man. She's saying she's doing work for the Magia, but only because they're blackmailing her. And she needs Spider-Man. She's like, Spider-Man, why, Black, Black Cat, why are you helping the Magia? Because they have my son. And spider Man's like, they have your son. And then he, the wheels start turning his head. Uh-oh. <laughs> How long ago did we date? <laughs> so he started thinking that his son, you know, flying around. But apparently, I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Play the game. You'll figure it out. Uh, and then the next one after that one, Turf Wars, that's when a Hammerhead pops up. You know, basically, the, the Hammerhead, Hammerhead is a Magia hitman that has an adamantium skull. That's his thing or whatever. And he caused all kinds of trouble and shit like that. But he kills like a bunch of cops. And the cop you've been cool with the entire time is like pissed off and ready to get revenge. And you get friction with her and stuff like that. Overall, it's a pretty cool story. They throw some more bosses, uh, bad guys and bosses and stuff like that. If you get a chance, definitely download the DLC. They got one more. And I think the last one has something to do with Silver Sable. So hopefully you get to fight her because you never got a chance to fight Silver Sable in a regular game. So, yeah. Uh, last thing I'm going to plug... If you want to see some uh, gameplay footage of it and some of my commentaries, you guys seem to love our commentaries, I have it up on the Comic Book Bullies YouTube page. Type in Comic Book Bullies YouTube. I have both of them up there, fully completed. Commentary. Check it out. Watch me get my ass whooped on there, and that's it. Uh, that being said, can we move on to the Bread and Butter Podcast? Sure. Cool. Okay, so this is the Bread and Butter Podcast. We're going to talk about what we only talk about is comic books. So I guess I can go first. You want to go first? How are we going to do this? Um, you can go first. Okay. Yeah, I probably shouldn't go with that. I probably should go first. Um, I'm going to go with Drowned Earth. No, I'm going to go with Justice League number, which one is it, Eli? 13? 10? I didn't read that one yet. Whatever the fuck we're on. The newest one. The Drowned Earth one? <laughs> it's a Drowned Earth tie-in. Uh, and basically how the book, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened in this book. Okay, so basically what happened in the book, the Earth is drowned, flooded completely, and... The Legion of Doom is in the Hall of Justice. You know, meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice. So they're in the Hall of Justice. The reason they're here, because they're trying to get the totality. So they have the totality, and there's only one person left in the uh, in the Hall of Justice, and that is Batman. Mm-hmm. And you remember that Batman is crippled in a wheelchair with a body cast. Yeah. So Sinestro is flying around the Legion, you know, Hall of Justice, and like, it's Batman. He's the only one here. He's stuck here in a wheelchair with a body cast, and he's crippled. But Joker's like, 
but he's still Batman. Instead of, I don't give a fuck who he is. <laughs> and then they're going around like, what's one guy this cripple going to do to us? As soon as they say that, Gorilla Grog gets the shit punched out of him. And everybody's going to be like, what the fuck just happened? And it turned around, and it's Batman. <laughs> but he's wearing Lex Luthor's old war suit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing, because when Lex Luthor was a member of the Justice League, he left some of his toys behind. So he had, so Batman is in full Lex Luthor war suit gear, and he's like, I'm about to, I'm, he said, I'm about to kick the Legion of Doom asses without using my arms and legs. <laughs> and of course, a few panels later, the Legion of Doom get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> and you just see Batman just walk into a room holding Joker to just throw him or knocked out and shit like that. And it's Lex Luthor there with Cheetah. And they had their hands on the totality. And Lex Luthor and, and Lex Luthor just sitting there laughing at Batman, like, oh yeah, you said use my old tech that I've outgrown, don't even use no more. So when I kill you, Batman, I just want you to know I'm gonna laugh at your grave for using my old tech thinking it's gonna save you from me. You know. But while they're doing that bullshit, let's cut to the to the sea gods. So apparently in the graveyard of the gods. That's where uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Poseidon are. And they're stuck there. They can't get out. And the thing is, Lex Luthor is trying to destroy the Graveyard of Gods to keep Poseidon and everybody there. So before Lex Luthor does it, because he actually does destroy the Graveyard of Gods, Poseidon gives Aquaman his trident. So he no longer had that whatever trident he had before. He actually has Poseidon's official trident. He gives it to him. He tits Aquaman and Wonder Woman and pushes them back to the regular world while he dies and gets destroyed in the Graveyard of Gods. But he also tells a story about where the Sea Gods came from. See, the thing, the Sea Gods didn't come to Earth a thousand years ago to destroy Earth. They actually came to help Earth. But the thing was Poseidon was jealous of them. He thought eventually he they would absorb his power, you know, and move him to the side. So what he did was put the, a thought in the other guy's head that they're evil, like the, the Atlanteans head that they're evil, and they killed him. So that's why so that's why they're trying to get revenge on the earth and beside everything like that because they got fucked over so many thousand years ago. But he's saying that his trident has the power to kill those sea gods. So that's why he gave Aquaman a trident to go there. And the book pretty much ends with Lex Luthor getting the totality, the totality and teleports out of there with Batman trapped in there and Mother bullshit happened, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I get a four to five. It was a cool book. Superman has an eye patch for some reason. Oh, yeah. With the <laughs> Superman <laughs> logo on it for some reason. I don't know what the fuck that happened. Who the fuck took Superman's eye out, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. All right. Where to? Uh, where should I start now? I guess I'll, um, I'll start out with the Punisher. Punisher okay. number four. Uh, Matt Rosenberg still killing it on this shit. Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, so quick recap. Uh, Punisher has been going, uh, going around killing Hydra for all the events of uh, Secret Empire. And um, after murdering the Mandarin on live TV, a superhero manhunt and a huge bounty that Baron Zemo put out on the Punisher eventually leads to Frank Castle getting captured. Okay. So um, he's thrown in jail. So this picks this issue picks up um, where the last one left off. Uh, Frank is in the NYPD jail. Uh, cops are holding him till the feds show up. And, um, and then all of a sudden, Fury and a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents show up to claim Frank. And um, Frank is like, what the hell? 
you know, I thought S.H.I.E.L.D. broke up. I thought they disbanded. What the hell is going on? Uh, one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents uh, reveals himself to be Jigsaw. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and Frank starts telling the cops that uh, that they're all in danger because S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer uh, together and these guys are fake and they're just here to collect the bounty. <laughs> <laughs> but just then, Jigsaw and the rest of the fake S.H.I.E.L.D. agents open fire on the cops. And they just blow away the whole cop station. Um, Fury turns out to be the chameleon. Okay. Uh, yep. So they shoot up the cop station. One of the dying cops laying on the floor bleeding out, he throws Punisher his gun. And that's all That's all he, that's all he needs. So the Punisher just starts blowing away the uh, uh, Jigsaw's boys and shit. Um, and that's pretty much the entire issue it's just a shootout in the cop station <laughs> okay uh frank just you know just just frank being frank you know maiming killing shooting just dropping many suckers you know the ending is really cool um there's a hydra recruitment center and it's full of a bunch of guys ready to join hydra and then uh frank shows up busting the joint is like okay anyone here to join hydra you might want to rethink that in three two, one, and he just opens fire. <laughs> Mows everybody down. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, but then it turns out that the main Hydra, the main Hydra recruitment agent, he's got one of the nine, he's got the nine rings and his hands are all glowing with magic and shit. And he's like, the magic of the Mandarin lives. And so oh, that's wow. pretty much where the book ends, you know. So it's just stupid, stupid fun. Everything, you know, everything that makes a fun Punisher story great, it's all here. Uh, fuck it, five out of five. <laughs> nice, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Punisher still going strong. Okay, so the book I'm going to review next is Uncanny X-Men number two. Uh, apparently, I listened to Comic Cast because obviously they follow up with this shit better than we do. <laughs> Goldman was telling me that this book is a weekly series, and I think it's going to go to number 10. So yeah, they're going to be dropping X- they Marvel is really going to shove X-Men down our throats. Okay. That's what Sounds- they're trying to yeah so basically what's happened in this book i'm trying to remember i forgot already okay so apparently uh there is this outbreak of like these weird animals attacking all over the world you got the avengers on it you got the defenders you got the champions alpha flight whatever the fuck out there and then gene gray says we got all these uh other super teams out there i think maybe the x-men should jump in it too because that's what we do we're superheroes you know we do that's what we do and then they kind of isolate with, but we, at the same time, we need to find out what happened to Kitty Pryde and it happened to that senator that got kidnapped last last week by a multiple man. So Dean Gray is like, I'm going to go to Cerebro. I'm going to try to find out what happened to those guys. And Beast, I need you to take a team to go to uh, monitor, uh, go Montana to stop a, di- a Roman dinosaur from attacking people. And Beast like, oh, I can't go. I got stuff to do. And I'm like, wait, you got stuff to do? What? Yeah, I got other plans. Like, okay, Storm, you take the team. So Storm gets ready to take the team. Jean Grey uh, gets in Cerebro to try to find Multiman, finds him, freaks the fuck out. She's like, uh-oh, stop what you're doing. We need to take two teams. One team need to go to Montana to stop that raging dinosaur, and the other team goes to Kansas where they find Multiple Man. But here's the thing. Multiple Man has grown so many multiple men in Kansas, they can see them from space. It's like 100,000. they just taken over Kansas. So the half of the team of the X-Men go there and fight multiple man, but then some weird shit start happening where multiple man starts getting each multiple man starts getting mutant powers. Like some of them get the powers of toes, some of them can shoot lightning, some of them can shoot lasers, 
something can fly, weird shit, no matter what the fuck happened. But anyway, Multiple Man overwhelmed so much he beats the shot to the X-Men team. Now, cut back to the X-Men team in Montana. They fight a raging dinosaur, or dinosaurs or whatever, and they try to watch out for him, and Laura wasn't watching the back, X-23 wasn't watching the back, and one of the dinosaurs actually didn't accidentally eat her. You know, Gene's like, Laura, Bishop, help me do something. Bishop's like, wait for it. You know, and you see the dinosaur just all of a sudden just stop running, start squirming, and it just falls to the ground. And then X-23 next just cuts herself out of the dinosaur, you know. And then Gene's great. well, you guys get a separate game up because X-23 just won MVP for the day, you know. Uh, cut back to the X-Mansion, or wherever the fuck they are now. They have processes outside of the mansion, and they're screaming, Muties, go home! Muties, go home! And the X-Men trainees in there like, go home? Where the hell are we going to go? Like, we're from here, you know. So one guy in a suit and tie walks past the entire protesters and knocks on the door. Knock, knock, knock. And they open the door, and he says, hey, I'm Legion. And I'm here to help you out. Oh, shit. And that's how the book ends. So cool. the next book has the uh like it has like half Legion where he, you know, in a suit and tie like he was there, and then the other crazy ass Legion that you know you kinda remember from New Mutants or whatever. So yeah, overall get the book uh four to five. It's pretty cool. It's warming up to it. It's they throwing so many damn X Men at you, some of them I don't really give a shit about. But it's got enough X Men that I do give a shit about. And it kinda reminds me why I did like X Men so much. Okay, it was, you one, shit. it was one specific thing I remember about X Men that, like, and we've talked about on the show before. Uh, they always draw the women like super hot in these books. Because <laughs> I, I would just, they were just showing a, uh, a panel of Psylocke, and I was like, and she's not even Asian anymore. She's like regular Psylocke. I'm like, damn, Psylocke is hot. Then I remember reading those book in the 90s. I was like, Psylocke was hot then. Like, here's my thing everybody used to go crazy over Rogue. I'm like, no, Psylocke is way hotter than Rogue. Yeah. And so you got true. in this book, you got Psylocke, Storm. Jean Grey, you know, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I feel like a 14-year-old boy again. <laughs> <Reading this shit. laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's it's X-Men. It's what you expect, so, yeah. All right, cool. I guess the next one I'll go with was uh, Carnage Born, uh, what part of the Web of Venom series we got going on. Okay. So Carnage Reborn, or no, Car- Carnage Born. Carnage Born. Okay. So this is a whole tie-in to the whole Venom story arc that's been going on for uh, a while now. Uh, the symbiote god Null has was resurrected by S.H.I.E.L.D. and attacked the city. Eddie Brock and his Venom other beat it, but it pretty much almost killed them. Um, and then he was captured by the Maker, who's been experimenting on the Null DNA strand. Um, but then that that strand was ended up stolen. So, so that brings us to this book. Um, basically it's, there's this cult of symbiote worshipers, you know, and they're basically trying to resurrect Null, the symbiote god. And, um, they get a hold of Cletus Cassidy's bodies and they got them in like this truck cryo chamber and they're dressed in like these monk robes and they're doing like this satanic symbiote ritual and shit. Um, most of the story serves as like flashback to uh, Cletus Cassidy's life sort of like a soft reboot. We're going through his life and all the shit, the trauma that turned him into a psychopath that he is, you know? So anyways, this cult is doing their ritual and it turns out that they were the one that stole the null uh, codex or whatever, DNA codex. And um, they end up putting it into Cletus Cassidy. 
and he busts out of the chamber and shit. And they're all like, you know, all hail Null, the symbiote god. But Carnage, he just ends up killing them all and eating them. <laughs> so, of course. That's what, that's what evil gods do. Yeah. So, um, so now Carnage has the Null symbiote inside him. And he's going to go get all the other uh, symbiote strains. So it's basically everybody who was ever a, a symbiote, he's going after. So that's pretty much how the book ends. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Donny Cates, right? Donny Cates, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so four out of five. Just a lot of fun. A nice, cool, darker. Because, you know, Carnage was a very cheesy, you know, villain. You know what I mean? Just he's over joker. the top and cheesy. He, he's yeah. a joker. Yeah. You know, and this, this takes a little... It, it takes a really dark, twisted uh, turn, so it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? You know, a modern day reboot of the character, so it's pretty cool. So, okay. four out of five. Eventually, I'm gonna jump on the Donny Cage train. I, I started to dip my toe in the water about a couple weeks ago, looking at Marvel Unlimited. I was like, eh, I don't know where to get in. Because here's my thing about writers: if I follow a, a comic book writer, I like to start with their first written work because writers always love to throw their thread through everything like jim starlin every single book he's ever written has thanos in it i don't give a fuck if he's in iron man or spider-man thanos is gonna show up so he's always weaving some kind of thread in there so that's what i'm, I'm gonna start with donny cates and see you know get into donny cates head you know that's what i'm gonna do so, yeah i just i i wasn't aware until the i just picked up the venom book you know <laughs> out of the blue and then I'm, i think i remember it, it sat on my pile because I got behind on my shit. Yep. So Venom number one was like on a pile of books that I didn't get to read to for a few months. And then I read it. I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. And I went out and bought the back issues of the rest of the series. And now now I'm on it. You know, I'm on I'm on board. So it's been nope. cool. It's been fun. Oh, okay. Uh, last book I got. Last book I got is uh, Shiri number two. Okay. Uh, everybody knows who Shuri is. Let's get point to it. Okay, so the way the book ended last week is that the women of the elephant trunk, whatever they call it, some kind of secret society of women of Wakanda, uh, T'Challa's been missing for two weeks. So they decided to offer Shuri the role of Black Panther. And Shuri says, no, I'm not going to be Black Panther. She was like, I've been Black Panther before. And when I was Black Panther last time, I sucked. Like, it was conquered three times under my rule alone. So, obviously, if I take the Black Panther role, and if, anyway, the Black Panther role is associated with T'Challa. So, if I become Black Panther, I'm really just being another placeholder for T'Challa and not being my own person. And plus, we know he's going to eventually come back anyway. So, there's no reason for me to do that. What I need to do is invest my time into finding T'Challa. And that, and we need to get rid of the Black Panther role anyway. Because uh, Wakanda needs to move past the uh, monarch. Mon am I saying it right? Monarchy? Monarchy? Monarchy. Yeah. I think I'm saying it right. If I'm, I'm fucking up, I will. We need to move past the monarchy and move to a democratic uh, position anyway and stop, you know, worshiping like panther gods and gorilla gods and ape gods and, you know, move past that. And Queen Mother just looks at it like like she's disgusted. It just gets up and walks away from the, the women meeting and just leaves, you know. So Shuri gets pissed off and she, you know, flies away because she still, you know, you got her uh, crow bird powers that she can do and fly away. So she flies back home. And while she's flying, all of a sudden, she gets struck by lightning. She's like, what the fuck? You know? So she flies back home. like, who the hell hit me? And she looks up, and it's Storm. She, Storm is like, uh, yeah, I heard my ex-husband is missing for the last two weeks, and sure, you didn't tell me. So what's going on with that? You're like, I was going to tell you, but I was trying to keep it a secret. She's like, don't worry, we need to find out what's going on. So 
uh, Storm is like, I know this uh, ex-scientist that uh, actually knows a little bit about where T'Challa might be. And sure, it's like, oh, the ex-scientist? Yeah, that's one of T'Challa's ex-girlfriends. And, you know, Storm doesn't like that too much, you know. But anyway, like, we need to go back. We need to find out where T'Challa and Manifold is because, like I said, Manifold is Shuri's boyfriend and T'Challa is Storm's ex-husband. So they're basically trying to get their men back, whatever. So they go to this remote place in Wakanda. Uh, They try to find, you know, whatever they're doing. I think I lost track of the book already. Anyway, and that's the book. Oh, something else happened. Something else happened. I, <laughs> they had a trick. <laughs> he had a trick in it. Okay, so apparently this scientist is like some kind of spiritual scientist, spiritual doctor, magician, shit like that. So she sends uh Shuri. They go to this tree called the Gruden World or some bullshit like that. So they send. She sends Shuri's soul into outer space. She sees T'Challa, but something happens and she comes back down. But when she comes back down, she looks, opens her eyes, and she sees Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon yeah. looks back at her. You're like, Groot, why do we keep going through this bullshit? And it pans out, and you see Groot, but Groot says, I am Shuri? And oh, that's really? how the book ends. Yeah, so apparently they <laughs> swap bodies or some bullshit. So, yeah, so the next, the next cover of the next book is Shuri with group and rocket behind her so yeah that's how the book is going honestly the it was a, it's a cool book it's not like you know that boring ass shit that coach writing with black panther <laughs> this is actually kind of a fun read it's actually fun to read especially with storm you know interacting with the child's ex-girlfriend and they kind of like having this back and forth between each other like they really don't like each other but they got to communicate with each other it's pretty cool my favorite part about this storm has dreadlocks okay that's a, no, you don't understand how big that is. Storm has been around for like what, 50, 60 years, some bullshit like that. Why the fuck does she always have straight hair? Black women don't have straight hair. Is that her mutant power? A perm? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense for her to have dreads. It seems like these these artists have always been scared to give her dreads or braids or anything like that when that's how her hair is supposed to naturally grow. She doesn't have a perm at all times. If she captured by the sentinels and she's been trapped for two months eventually this shit is going to start kinking up and start getting nappy <laughs> she shouldn't have an ultra perm by then so that's just a little thing that i've noticed i've always been pissed off about but yeah that's that's all i got uh fortify cool book yeah cool so oh so i gotta do the hulk you, ah, read you the don't hulk. have to it's well it's know. on the thing uh, i mean i, I, I <laughs> at this point who cares <laughs> but it's made the, the immortal hulk number nine is it yeah, I did yeah. read it. It was cool. Um, it was fun. It's just, you know, uh, the Absorbent Man and the Hulk fight it out. You know, the Hulk. I mean, this has been a fun book, this Immortal Hulk series. Um, Hulk goes back to uh, Arizona to the Gamma base to basically have it out with his dad that's inside of him. And But um, the uh, the Hulkbusters, whatever, they, they got a hold of Creel, Crusher Creel, and modified him. So uh, when they eventually fight, Hulk absorbs uh, – I mean, Absorbent Man absorbs Hulk's gamma radiation. Okay. And uh, uh, it's a pretty cool fight, but what's really c- fucked up was the ending. Uh, he, uh, he ends up uh, absorbing that demon that was inside of uh, Hulk. Oh, shit. Devil Hulk. Okay. Yeah, the Devil Hulk. And that fucks him up. Like the last page is just like, uh, you know – absorbing man's mind and like this big medusa heads like screaming at him and shit 
Oh, so Hulk's going to be able to fight physically the physical manifestation of his father. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, pretty cool. I give it a four out of five. I mean, I still love that. Still love the series. Wasn't planning on take, talking about it. So I I, I, went it was just a cool ass cover. That's the only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. I'm just kind of going off of it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but the last book I I did want to talk about from Image. So we got one indie book on here. Uh, Juke Joint number two. So um, this is the horror tale about a southern backwoods speakeasy in the 1920s. Uh, oh, Gomer reviewed this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Run by this old woman uh, named Mahalia, and she's this undead voodoo priestess. And along with her coven of flesh-eating vampire girls, they run this like juke joint, you know, out in the backwoods, out in the swamps, out in the bayous in, in the south, Louisiana or whatever. And it's and it's and this place is like a, 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 it's a place of happiness and freedom for all the black folks in the area. They can come out and party, you know, get loose. But you still got to stay in line. You got to be respectful. Don't fuck with anybody, or they'll torture and eat you. <laughs> so, so this uh, the story is centered around this young woman named Heloise who she's being abused by her husband, and uh, Mahalia and her followers they're they're trying to save her and they want her to join their coven. Uh, they just she just has to kill her husband. But the thing is, is she's isn't too sure about it. She's having um, she's tempting as tempting as it sounds that she's not completely sold on the idea. So this, of course, is going to cause drama. You know, so that, that's where we are. Overall, it's a pretty cool story. Um, and we talked about this last week with the Bitterroot comic and how Get Out um, and how we're getting this new breath of fresh air into the horror genre. By highlighting the, the 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 perspective of black people, um, and this book kind of falls in that category, you know, pushing the boundaries of horror while giving a new voice to it as well. Um, there is an apparent underlying social commentary in this book. Uh, it's a total story of the Me Too era, you know, with the violence towards women and you know all, right. all that stuff. Now, now who writes this book? Because I I think it's some writer that you know these these fanboys hate. Oh, probably. I let me let me let me look it up real quick. But she has like disclaimers. Um, Trigger warning. Basically, yeah. It's it's like you know this book contains violence, domestic violence, people sensitive to those type of traumas. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Write a T. Franklin. Never artist. Yeah. Artist Aletha Martinez. Okay. Nah. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was somebody. I thought it was like. Kelly something somebody that they really hate you know yeah I, I'm not but this this yeah comic skaters would hate this shit right <laughs> <laughs> but still I mean even with all the commentary and, and the Me Too era uh, you know theme going through it it's still a pretty cool story and it's very well uh, very well written it's violent it's gory it's got monsters and torture porn and blood and boobs and shit so it's it's it, it, everything you'd want in a horror story. Um, I mean, I give it a I give it a four point five out of five. I mean, I'm really digging the story. The art is cool. It's kind of got like the Lost Boys vibe or movies like The Craft. It's just a cool horror tale with a message, you know. Ooh, so okay, very violent and brutal, and, and you know, lots lots, lots of nudity. <laughs> so, oh yeah, okay. Well, that'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. 
Uh, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. We had a shitload of other podcasts that I barely remember. Uh, we got our sister podcast, uh, Geeks Ave. We have This Geeks and Comics, which maybe we ran into comic book shit talking. I don't know. Something. Uh, comic cast. Listen, guy, they pretty much going to review the same books we do, but they're going to do it differently uh, and argue with each other. Uh, Get Valiant. We're going to review none of the books we do. Uh, talking ball. I don't know. The, 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 damn, isn't college football over with now? Why is that <laughs> co- podcast still beating the shit out of us every week? <laughs> anyway, uh, and we also have Hoodoo TV still hanging in there and Instruments of Destruction, but who knows how long it's going to keep lasting. Uh, yeah, Goma's going to squeeze uh, the last bit of toothpaste out of it as much as he can. So, yeah, <laughs> that means. Oh, and hopefully next week we will be able to talk about Infinity War. Or yeah, Avengers Four, whatever the fuck it's or, or or Leroy eating a cheeseburger. One to other. <laughs> you better not ask me to eat lettuce. I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> this is not saw. <laughs> uh, that being said, it's Leroy. This is Eli. And we we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.